Hi everyone, I'm Chloe and welcome back to another episode of What's Up WWE Universe, the podcast where we recap pay-per-views, Raw, NXT 2.0, and SmackDown and talk about news, rumors, wrestlers, matches, and everything going on in the WWE Universe. Before we get started, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing and spreading. And if you haven't already, make sure you go check out and follow our Facebook page at What's Up WWE Universe Pod. And if you're listening on Spotify, there won't be a vote this week, but I will put a question box and I'll ask, who are you most excited to see or who would you like to see get drafted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year? Now, let's go ahead and kick off this episode and recap this past week's episode of Monday Night Raw. So on this past week's episode of Monday Night Raw, we started out the night with Kevin Owens coming out and talking about how extremely happy he is about having the KO show at WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm sure you all have heard the news by now. And he trashed him and he trashed Texas. He has been very vocal about the fact that he does not like Texas And he planned to, no matter what happens, beat Stone Cold. And he even stunned a cameraman. So Kevin Owens is definitely hyped up for WrestleMania, to say the least. And then we saw the new United States champion, Finn Balor, take on Davian Priest. And during this match, Austin Theory, who is facing Pat McAfee at WrestleMania, joined on commentary. And he trashed Pat a lot there. And during this match, we saw some crazy moments, including Damian Priest throwing Finn Balor onto the commentary table. And Finn Balor, of course, you know, Austin Theory was trying to be distracting. And so Finn Balor super kicked Austin Theory down during the match, hoping that would help him. But then it was Damian Priest who was able to beat Finn Balor in this match. So... Most likely, Damian Priest is going to get another chance to win back the United States Championship. And then after the match, Austin Theory ATL'd Finn Balor and got a selfie with him, as per usual, for Austin Theory. And then, so, of course, last week, or was it last week? I'm pretty sure it was last week. But anyways, so it looked like Seth Rollins' hopes of being at WrestleMania after losing the Raw Tag Team Championship match were gone, and when he was asked about his WrestleMania status, he had no words. And then we saw Omos versus Commander Aziz in the Battle of the Giants match, and it was Omos who was able to win this match, and then after the match, Omos also chokeslammed Apollo Crews, And then we saw Seth Rollins again upset about not having anything to do at WrestleMania. And then his best friend, Kevin Owens, just told him to just come up with something. You know, he's the visionary. And then Seth had an epiphany. He got excited. So he definitely came up with something. And then we saw Liv Morgan versus Queen Zelina. So last week we saw Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley beat 
the tag team champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella, due to Carmella was distracted and flirting and talking with her fiancé, Corey Graves, at ringside. And so before the match, Queen Zelina told Carmella to just focus on WrestleMania and their tag team championships and not just Corey. And during this match, we saw Carmella try to, you know, stay true to Queen Zelina. And she distracted Liv Morgan during the match. But that did not settle well with Liv's new tag team partner, Rhea Ripley. And she chased Carmella into Corey Graves' arms. And then it was Liv Morgan who was able to win the match and beat Queen Zelina. So, of course, some big momentum for Liv and Rhea heading into WrestleMania. And Seth Rollins made his entrance while they were still celebrating. My personal favorite part was when the pyro was going off and just hearing Carmella scream was super funny. But anyways, Seth Rollins invited Kevin Owens out to share his WrestleMania idea which was to have his own talk show and also have Stone Cold Steve Austin as his guest too. But Kevin was against that idea. He was like, nah, dude, that's what I'm doing. You need to come up with your own idea. And then Seth was like, okay, how about we have a match between the two of us tonight and the winner gets to have Stone Cold Steve Austin as their guest on their talk show at WrestleMania. But Kevin was very much against that and they argued and then Sonya Deville came out and she said she liked the idea of the match and she made the match official much to Kevin Owens' dismay and he confronted her about it afterwards. And then we saw the Mysterios versus the Hurt Business and during this match the Miz and Logan Paul, their WrestleMania opponents, joined on commentary and it was the Mysterios who were able to win this match, got some momentum against the Hurt Business, but then The Miz and Logan Paul attacked the Mysterios afterwards, but the Mysterios were able to fight them off. They got The Miz out of the ring, and they almost did a double 619 on Logan Paul, but The Miz was able to get him out of the ring before that, so we'll just have to wait till WrestleMania to see what happens. And then we saw Edge. He has had a complete character change over these past few weeks. He got a new entrance theme. And instead of, of course, like the regular You Think You Know Me, it was You Think You Know Me, You Never Knew Me At All. And it's very different. It's going to be so weird not hearing the regular music that he's used for so long. Like that iconic music. But... It is what it is, and he said that he's better than everyone and called his past self that returned two years ago weak and that the fans don't matter to him anymore after everything that has happened within the past two years, everything with Randy Yorton and the injury he got while feuding with him and then everything that happened with Seth Rollins, with him breaking into his house and then letting Roman Reigns beat him at WrestleMania last year. And he said that with this new persona, no one will judge him. And he said to AJ Styles that if he makes it to WrestleMania, then he will be judged. So we'll have to see what comes out of this new edge. 
and then we saw Bianca Belair ahead of her match with Dewdrop. Becky Lynch, of course, has stated that Bianca using her hair as an advantage is cheating, just like Bailey did, like this last summer. And Bianca said that Becky is kind of afraid of her hair, basically, and she also broke Becky Lynch's voice box after the as well during the attack with her braid. And she said that she was going to shut her up for good at WrestleMania. But before that match, no shock, Veer Mahan coming to Raw. I'm sorry, but at this point, I've given up on Veer Mahan. Like, they're going to do nothing with that guy, it seems like, since he was split from Jinder Mahal and Shanky during the draft. And they haven't done a ton on SmackDown either. Like, it looked like, of course, going way back, it looked like they were about to feud with Hit Row, but then Hit Row got released, and of course, that's not happening because Isaiah Swerve Scott, or Swerve Strickland now, is in AEW, and he's already doing pretty darn well there. But anyways, we saw Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. accompanied Dewdrop to the ring, so it looks like maybe they're a tag team now. And they said before the match that they are rooting for Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. And Dewdrop threatened to rip out Bianca Belair's braid if she needed to during the match. But it was Bianca Belair who was able to hit Dewdrop with the KOD and won that match. But after the match, Bianca got attacked by Becky Lynch. And she used... Bianca's hair to her advantage. Bianca mentioned that her hair is also sometimes a disadvantage, and it was at in this case because Becky tied her hair to a steel chair and threw her against the ring post, and they said that Bianca was taken to a hospital, and it was clear that she suffered some throat trauma there. And then we saw RKO or RK-Bro, excuse me, having their championship celebration, and they looked forward to WrestleMania being the tag team champs once again, and Randy Orton thanked Riddle for everything. He even called him his friend, which is super sweet, and it was Randy who planned the party, and Riddle admired it. He appreciated the concession stand, popcorn, and the gum, and as he was about to open the last gift, the Street Profits interrupted, and first they congratulated RK-Bro on winning the Tag Team Championships, but then they challenged them to a championship match at WrestleMania, but Randy was like, um, you guys have not, like, in my opinion, y'all haven't worked as hard as we have, so the answer is no, but the Street Profits they were like, we demand that you give us this match. But Randy was like, nah, nobody in my entire career has ever told me what to do, not even the legends, so you guys need to leave. And then Riddle was like, well, actually, we do need somebody to face at WrestleMania. And so after a little bit of convinc convincing, Randy accepted the challenge, but then the Street Profits trashed the party, which angered Riddle. He was like, I thought we were friends, Montez. And so Montez accepted that challenge from Riddle. So we saw that match, but it ended in a no contest because the Alpha Academy came out and attacked both RK Bro and the Street Profits. So there was a no contest to that match. So the Alpha Academy is still 
very angry about losing the Raw Tag Team Championships. Let's just say that. And then we saw Seth Rollins before his match with Kevin Owens. He said that not only does he need WrestleMania, but WrestleMania needs him. And then we saw Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. And this was a crazy match. Of course, both of these men wanting to have Stone Cold Steve Austin as their talk show guest at WrestleMania. But it was Kevin Owens who was able to win this match. And so it will still be the KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania this year. All right, that'll do it for the Raw recap. Now let's recap this past week's episode of NXT 2.0. So on this past week's episode of NXT 2.0, we started out the night with Miz TV with the new NXT champion Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, and they showed some footage of Braun Breaker trying to enter the CWC earlier to find Dolph Ziggler, but then he was sent home by NXT management, and Dolph and Robert just called Braun a sore loser, and then LA Knight interrupted and challenged Dolph to a championship match, but Dolph declined, and The Miz agreed with that decision on Dolph's part. And then LA told Dolph to show him, you know, he was talking about NXT's my show now, then really show him that it's his show. And then that made Dolph accept the challenge. And then we saw, so last week, Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez were eliminated from the Women's Dusty Cup Tournament with Toxic Attraction injuring Raquel Gonzalez in the process. And Cora Jade said that she knew that Toxic Attraction would be looking for her and their championships were just sitting near and she decided to take them. So... Cora already stirring the pot with that. And then we saw Santos Escobar versus Cameron Grimes in a North American Championship qualifying match. So the winner would enter the ladder match at NXT Stand and Deliver for the North American Championship. And Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams were on commentary for this match. But it was Santos Escobar who hit Cameron Grimes with a phantom driver and won the match and qualified for Stand and Deliver. And then we saw Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray plan to win the Women's Dusty Cup and then become the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And after seeing that, Dakota Kai was a little freaked out. She was like, oh, Wendy, I don't know if we can do it. But Wendy Chu gave her a pep talk. She was like, come on, Io and Kaylee are going to be some pretty hard opponents, but we can do it. And so that gave Dakota a little more confidence. And then Toxic Attraction came in, and they were looking for Cora Jade and their championships. And then Dakota and Wendy confronted them for injuring Raquel Gonzalez last week during the match. We were like, They were like, we had the match won. Y'all didn't need to do that. But then... Toxic Attraction was like, um, we deserve a thank you, you know? And then they decided to split up to find Cora Jade and all their championships. 
And then we saw Kushida versus the debuting A-Kid. He has been on NXT UK, but this was his actual NXT debut. And he did win that match, so good for him. It looks like he has a pretty good future in NXT. And then we saw Santos Escobar plan to become the North American champion at Stand and Deliver. And they talked about how he's the best luchador wrestler of all time. And then the Mysterios came and confronted them. And Rey Mysterio was like, you're looking at the best luchador who's going to break all of my accomplishments. And he was talking about Dominic, which Legato Del Fantasma found kind of humorous. But then Dominic issued an open challenge for anyone in Legato Del Fantasma who would want to face him. So we got to see that. And last week we did see a feud start between Saray and Tiffany Stratton with Tiffany getting mad at Saray not wanting to get rid of her necklace that her grandmother gave her. And so they were about to have a match. And right before Saray could transform, Tiffany Stratton attacked her and ripped off her necklace. And so she didn't even have time to transform into the Warrior of the Sun. But Tiffany Stratton took advantage of this during the match and won that match. And then we saw Gunter coming and telling Ellie Knight that he's an embarrassment, but Ellie confronted him and just was like, I have a match to get ready for, so you just need to leave me alone. And then we saw, so aside from the next segment I'm about to talk about, maybe Gunter will start like a rivalry with Ellie Knight, possibly it looks like. We'll have to see. And then we saw JC Jane. She found her NXT Tag Team Championship hanging from something. But then when she pulled down, a cage dropped around her and Cora Jade locked her inside. So part of Cora Jade's plan was working. And then we saw Tommaso Ciampa came out and he thanked NXT for their gratitude over the years and the NXT universe for being there with him. And this was like, everyone was chanting, thank you, Champa, and please don't go. And he thought about his, his own perfect fairy tale ending, but he just didn't have the answer to it. But he said that he would just come out and take the opportunity to thank everyone for everything they've done over the years and his time with NXT. And then Tony D'Angelo interrupted. He had a crowbar, but he was like, you know what? I'm not going to hit you with this crowbar because I respect you. And I want to have a match with you at Stand and Deliver. And he held out his hand to shake. And then Tommaso went to shake it. But then Tony low-blowed him and also delivered a kiss of death. So no respect, obviously, from Tony D'Angelo. And so it looks like, you know, maybe this match at Stand and Deliver might be Tommaso Ciampa's farewell match. We'll have to see. And then, so after all the tension that Duke Hudson has caused between Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada, we did see these two ladies face off in a match against each other and during this match Duke Hudson came out to try to distract Indy but then Dexter Loomis who it seems like their relationship his and Indy's has been a little rocky the past few weeks but it came together when it mattered most and Dexter kind of gave him a stare and then Indy was able to roll up Persia and win the match 
and then to after the match to kind of one up each other Indy and Persia started making out with their guys in front of everyone so it looks like it's going to be a relationship war I guess you could say between these two ladies and then we saw Gigi Dolan she found her NXT Tag Team Championship in the dumpster and she was very unhappy that she had to climb into the dumpster to go get it but then she got trapped inside the dumpster courtesy of Cora Jade and then we saw Raul Mendoza versus Dominic Mysterio during this match we actually saw Electra Lopez try to distract Dominic Mysterio which did momentarily work but then she and the rest of Legado del Fantasma were confronted by Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Fallon Henley. And then Rey Mysterio took that opportunity to take out Santos Escobar. And then it was Dominic Mysterio who was able to win that match against Raul Mendoza. So I don't know. Of course, Dominic Mysterio is still a very young talent. He, however, has not trained in NXT like he said like way back when he debuted at SummerSlam 2020 he was like I don't know if I'm gonna get sent into NXT or developmental after this match I don't know what's gonna happen but we'll have to see maybe we'll see more of Dominic Mysterio on NXT maybe we won't we'll have to wait and see and then we saw Cora Jade she went to like spray paint on Mandy Rose's car but she decided to take her and the NXT Women's Championship into the car for a drive around, but Mandy was already in the back seat, and Mandy attacked Cora and used the spray paint on Cora that she was going to use on her car, and then JC Jane and Gigi Dolan somehow found a way to get out of the cage and the dumpster, and they joined Mandy as they looked down on Cora, and we will be seeing Cora and Mandy have a match for the NXT Women's Championship um, at Stand and Deliver. So we'll have to see how that happens. And then the Creed Brothers. So last week they were supposed to have their NXT Tag Team Championship match, but they were attacked and weren't medically cleared. And they wanted to know who attacked them. They told them whoever it was, just come out and admit it, be a man. And then MSK came out and they made it clear that they didn't attack the Creed brothers, but they did say that they felt like they deserved, even though they lost the Dusty Cup this year, they felt they deserved a tag team title shot as well. But Malcolm Bivens was like, nah, uh, uh, no, the Creed brothers, they won the Dusty Cup. They deserve this championship match. And then Imperium came out and said that neither teams would be able to take their championships, but both teams still believe that they deserved a shot. And so Imperium set up a triple threat for the championships at Stand and Deliver. So we will be seeing that match. And then we saw Cameron Grimes after the match. He said that he was tired of just disappointing of course he said that the last thing he ever got to tell his dad was that he got signed to nxt and he was going to be a champion but it's been three years and all it's been is just disappointments and i love cameron grimes i y'all know that he's my favorite nxt wrestler and so i really hope that he you know gets on his feet and let's go to the moon 
And then we saw Malcolm Vivens questioning Malik Blade and Idris Inoufi and the Grizzled Young Veterans about them possibly attacking the Creed Brothers. And they declined that Malcolm, Malik Blade and Idris Inoufi admitted to attacking the Waiters in the Toxic Lounge last week. But they did not attack the Creed Brothers. And then the Creed Brothers were like, whatever, let's just focus on our championship shot that we earned at Salmon and Deliver. And then we saw LA Knight versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT Championship, Dolph Ziggler's first defense. And during this match, we actually saw Braun Breaker arrive to the CWC. And there were so many crazy moments in this match, but it was Dolph Ziggler who was able to hit the super kick on LA Knight and retain his NXT championship. But then Braun Breaker, after the match, came out and he challenged Dolph Ziggler to a rematch for the championship at Stand and Deliver. And he dropped Robert Roode where he stood and then Dolph accepted that challenge. So we will be getting to see... Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker face off for the NXT Championship at NXT Stand and Deliver. All right, that'll do it for the NXT 2.0 recap. Now, let's recap this past week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. So on this past week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown, we started out the night with the bloodline coming out and Roman Reigns was talking about how excited he was to smash Brock Lesnar's face after what he did to him at Madison Square Garden a couple of weeks ago. But Paul Heyman then informed him that because of some weathering and some flight issues that Brock would not be there. And then Roman claimed that Brock is just scared of him. But then Paul informed Roman that Brock was coming. He was on his way to the arena. And then the bloodline just immediately fled. And they were going to get into their SUV. But then Brock Lesnar crashed it with a forklift, is what the thing is called. And he turned the car sideways and he toyed with it. And then the bloodline, they were able to get out and they tried to leave in another car, but Brock came for them again and they were able to drive off, but then Brock was able to literally rip off one of the car doors before they were able to do that. And then he brought it out into the ring and said that he was coming for Roman's blood at WrestleMania. So high tensions coming into that match for sure. And... Then Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs took on Los Lotharios. Of course, last week, Shinsuke and Rick Boogs, they challenged the Usos to a match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. Rick Boogs was able to win a match over them, so I'm pretty sure it was Jay that he faced. Not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was Jay. I could be wrong. It might have been Jimmy, but he was able to win that match. But they were also able to win this tag team match over Los Lotharios. So they're definitely sending out a message toward the Usos. 
And then we saw Happy Corbin and his crew, Madcap Moss, Jinder Mahal, and Shanky. They were about to go out for their match against Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders. And, of course, after what happened last week with them all trying to come after Drew after taking out the Viking Raiders. But Drew, of course, being able to get the one hand up and scare away Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin said that he was excited for WrestleMania so that he could beat Drew McIntyre. And then he was like, Mad Cat, why don't you tell us a joke? And then he goes, what do you call an episode of Happy Talk that puts everyone to sleep? Nappy Talk. And he seemed pretty amused with himself after that joke, but nobody else did. So is there some tension between the happy folks? But it was Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders who were able to win that match. So good for them because y'all know how much I love Drew McIntyre. And then we saw Sami Zayn after everything that he's been through with Johnny Knoxville this year. And of course with last week Johnny Knoxville giving out Sami Zayn's phone number. He challenged Johnny to a match at WrestleMania where anything goes. So WrestleMania only getting bigger. And then we saw Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. And Queen Zelina and Carmella were at ringside for this match. And they were bickering, of course, as of lately. Carmella has been a little too focused on her fiancé, Corey Graves. And Queen Zelina has not been very happy with it. But this match ended in a no contest because... Natalia and Shayna Baszler came out and attacked Naomi and Sasha and Liv and Rhea. And then Queen Zelina and Carmella got in the ring and started attacking the teams as well. And so it looked like they maybe wanted an alliance with Natty and Shayna, but they eyed them. They eyed the championships. So it didn't look like Natty and Shayna were looking for any allies. And then we saw Johnny Knoxville accepting Sami Zayn's WrestleMania challenge. So we will be seeing these two face off at WrestleMania in a match where anything goes. And then we saw Sonya Deville. She praised Natalia and Shayna Baszler for their attack. Of course, you know, Shayna is not Shayna. Sonya is not the biggest fan of Naomi and Sasha Banks and most of that field. And so she added them to the Women's Tag Team Championship match at WrestleMania. So it is now a fatal four-way. It'll be Queen Zelina and Carmella, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, Naomi and Sasha Banks, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. And then we saw, so during the show, Pat McAfee was summoned to Vince McMahon's office, and he came back into the arena after his meeting with Vince McMahon and he talked about you know one day when he was a kid he saw WWE wrestling and he wanted to do it and then Austin Theory interrupted and Pat said that Vince McMahon informed him that he must apologize to Austin or lose his WrestleMania match and it took him a minute to get the words I apologize out but when he did he said I apologize for beating the crap out of you last week. I apologize that your parents had to raise a douchebag. And so, yeah, he apologized, but in his own way. So, of course, tensions running high before WrestleMania. And we are going to talk about that WrestleMania match a little later in this episode. So stay tuned for that. 
And then we saw Kofi Kingston versus Ridge Holland. Of course, Kofi was not happy at all about, you know, what happened last week. It was so freaking upsetting to see Biggie break his neck, especially live. And I remember seeing him being stretchered out. And it was just uh, by far the worst injury I've ever seen live. I did see at day one Ridge Holland breaking his nose and, like, of course, he was on the ground, and you could see the blood dripping, but this, in my opinion, was way worse. And so we saw Kofi Kingston take on Ridge Holland, and during this match, Sheamus and Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunne, came out for ringside. And actually, so last week, I came into SmackDown a little late because traffic was horrible, but we came in during that first match, and we didn't see the promo before the match with the New Day and Sheamus and Ridge Holland, and so I couldn't tell who Butch was, and my dad is, like, texting me. He's like, oh my god, that's Pete Dunne, and I'm like, what? So, yes, Pete Dunne is now Butch. He's now on the SmackDown brand, and, of course, they're trying out some dirty tactics. Sheamus took out Kofi Kingston while the ref wasn't looking, and during this match, Sheamus actually distracted the ref while Butch pushed Kofi Kingston off of the ropes where he was about to jump off of, but then they were ejected from ringside, but it was Ridge Holland who was able to put Kofi Kingston away with the Northern Grit and won the match. So things between the New Day and Sheamus and his crew are not done yet, it looks like. And then we saw Charlotte Flair coming out in her hometown. She said that last week, of course, with her brawl with Ronda Rousey on the car, she almost made her tap out. And she said that after making Ronda lose at WrestleMania, she'll just run off and have another baby. And then we saw Ronda watching this promo backstage, and Kayla Braxton tried to get a question out of her, but Ronda did not answer. She went out into the arena, and Charlotte even armed herself with a kendo stick, but Ronda was able to knock it out of the ring, and she and Charlotte brawled, but then... While they were brawling, Charlotte was able to get the kendo stick back, and she tried to tap out Ronda with it, just like she did on the hood of the car last week. But Ronda did not tap out, but then Charlotte got the last laugh by throwing Ronda through the commentary table. So yeah, high tensions between those two ladies ahead of WrestleMania. Already the tensions are extremely high for WrestleMania, and it's crazy to think that it's almost two weeks away. Like, that is insane. I'm very excited for WrestleMania, and so, yeah, that will do it for the SmackDown recap and the recaps of this episode. Now, let's talk about some news. Queen Charmel will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2022. So WrestleMania is just a few weeks away, and that also means the Hall of Fame inductions are a few weeks away as well. Some announcements have already been Vader and The Undertaker, and it has been reported that Queen Charmel will also be inducted into the 2022 Hall of Fame. And what makes this even better is that her two-time Hall of Fame husband, Booker T, is going to be the one that inducts her. I think that that is just like a super sweet thing, of course. She became Queen Charmel when 
He was King Booker, and it's just awesome. This is the first woman to be inducted this year so far that we know of. And, of course, she was King Booker's manager. She helped him cheat at ringside and helped him with cutting promos. So it's really cool to see a couple in the Hall of Fame together, of course, you know, Booker T and Queen Charmel. And I think that this will be really cool. And, of course, we've got some, so far we have some other great people announced to be inducted, like The Undertaker. I feel like that is the most extremely well-deserved Hall of Fame induction ever. I'm just going to say it because it's true, of course. But yeah, I'm excited to see her Hall of Fame induction. And I'm also excited to see whoever else is inducted into the Hall of Fame that we haven't heard about yet. But we'll just have to wait and see. Now, let's talk about a rumor. Seth Rollins might just have a big WrestleMania match after all. So, of course, right now, a huge storyline is that Seth Rollins does not have a match currently at WrestleMania, and he's not happy about that because he has had some very huge matches at WrestleMania. Of course, who could forget him cashing in his Money in the Bank contract and winning the WWE Championship a few years ago at WrestleMania? But he could have a big match. There are rumors circulating that, of course, Cody Rhodes and his wife Brandy have left AEW, which was a huge shock. Of course, he kind of helped AEW like come together. But Cody Rhodes, of course, was with WWE for like over 10 years. He got his first big break way back in 2006. So there have been rumors that he might return to WWE. And according to Ringside News, whatever Cody Rhodes and WWE have in common right now, it's being kept close to the vest. And the plan is for him to face off with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania this year. And I think that this would be an absolutely great, crazy match. Of course, you know, a kind of welcome back match for Cody Rhodes if this happens. And of course, you know, this could be a big match for Seth Rollins as well. These are two of the all-time greats facing off once again against each other. Excuse me, why can't I talk? But I would personally love to see this match. I think that this match would be extremely entertaining. Of course, like I just mentioned, we have two of the all-time greats. And I think that these two could bring out the best in one another. But of course, this is just a rumor. But I'm kind of crossing my fingers that maybe it's true. Now, let's talk about a wrestler. Queen Zelina. So, one half of the current women's tag team champions and also the current queen of WWE is Queen Zelina. During her earlier parts of her WWE career, she mostly served as just a manager for Andrade and then also Angel Garza for a little bit as well. She didn't really have a ton of matches 
as the manager. She and Andrade did beat Rusev and Lana at SummerSlam a few years ago, but she didn't really wrestle like a ton other than like in Royal Rumbles and Battle Royales on her own. But in 2020, Zelina got tired of Angel Garza and Andrade nonstop arguing. And so she stopped being their manager. She immediately targeted Mickey James and Asuka, who were in the Raw Women's Championship picture at the time. Asuka was still the Raw Women's Champion at the time. But then later that same year in November, they announced that they released Zelina Vega. And, but, um, about eight months after that, she made her return and she was announced that she would be in the Money in the Bank match. But she did later that year, she... Goodness, why can I talk? <laughs> she participated in the first ever Queen's Crown tournament. She first beat Tony Storm, then her tag team partner, currently Carmella. And then in the finals, she defeated Dewdrop to become Queen Zelina, and then she and Carmella began teaming up as a tag team, and they beat the former champions, Super Brutality, Nikki A.S.H., and Rhea Ripley, and they also beat them again in a rematch, and that is really the only defenses they've had as the tag team champions. Now, I'm hoping with this Fatal 4-Way, I think, at WrestleMania with them and Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, Naomi and Sasha Banks, and Shayna Baszler and Natalia. This will be hopefully a good representation for all these teams. Really, honestly, none of these teams have been together as of late. Of course, Sasha Banks and Naomi have tag-teamed in the past. They were a part of Team Bad when Sasha was first coming up to the main roster with Tamina. Um... But really, honestly, none of the teams have really been actual together tag teams. Like, Natalia and Shayna Baszler have just kind of been thrown together on SmackDown. And Rhea and Liv have just kind of, you know, been put together on Raw for a few weeks now as well. And I'm just going to say it. This is going to sound harsh, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Queen Zelina and Carmella's reign as the women's tag team champions have probably been the worst run with those championships. And it's not their fault. It's just that they haven't had like a ton of matches and WWE needs to do a better job by highlighting them if they're going to be the champions. But anyways, let's move on and let's talk about an upcoming match. Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. So at WrestleMania 38, I'm so excited that WrestleMania is coming up soon and that we finally get to talk about the matches. It's very exciting, but one of the matches is going to be Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. And this is definitely not one of the expected matches because considering Austin Theory is on Raw and Pat McAfee is a commentator on SmackDown, but of course with Vince McMahon's recent appearance on the Pat McAfee show telling Pat that he could have a 
a match at WrestleMania, but then Austin Theory coming out and telling him that Vince was lying to him and that he was his opponent at WrestleMania. Of course, you know, this started this rivalry between these two. And last week at SmackDown in Birmingham, I was actually there and I was like, in the lower level, but I was at the top. We were behind the commentary table, behind the WrestleMania sign, and it was so funny and so cool to see Pat McAfee jump off the commentary table onto Austin Theory and just seeing them to throw it down at ringside and then having to be escorted out. It was extremely interesting to see that. And, of course, Pat McAfee has only had one actual, well two actual matches in WWE that were almost like a little less than two years ago with he had a match at an NXT takeover against Adam Cole and he didn't win and then he also teamed up with Oni Lorcan, Danny Burch, and Pete Dunne against the Undisputed Era at NXT takeover war games that same year I believe so and he again was unsuccessful but still pretty you know, I'd say it was pretty cool that he was able to, you know, be in a War Games match being like an unexperienced wrestler it was pretty darn impressive. And he did pretty well. And I think that maybe, of course, you know, with him kind of being experienced now and with, of course, Austin Theory has been playing his heel role great with like the annoying little kid that's great at wrestling but he's annoying and he's getting all of the selfies with everyone that he beats i think that maybe this could drive pat mcafee to actually beat austin theory at wrestlemania but who knows i'm very interested to see this match at wrestlemania and how it all plays out now let's talk about our predictions for this match So for our predictions for Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory at WrestleMania 38, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to this match. I'm very interested to see the buildup and how everything in the match is going to play out. But for my prediction, of course, you know, taking all things into consideration, Austin Theory has been doing fantastic on Raw these past few months. He's been called up and he's been on a roll, of course, you know, is Vince McMahon's protege. And then Pat McAfee, of course, you know, not an actual wrestler, but he has had some experience with his matches with Adam Cole and his War Games match against the Undisputed Era back in NXT a little over, like a little less than two years ago, like I mentioned. But for my prediction, I think I'm going to go off what I said earlier, of course, you know, Austin Theory being the great heel that he's being. Of course, everyone just wants him to shut up. He's one of those kind of heels. I think that maybe that motivation could drive Pat McAfee. So because of that and... If I get this prediction wrong, then I get it wrong. Honestly, I don't care because this prediction is a lot harder to make than you'd think. But I'll say um, I'm going to go wild. I'm going to say Pat McAfee is going to win this match at, at WrestleMania. He's going to shut up Austin Theory at least for a little bit. And I'm just going to say he's going to win. And who knows if that happens, who knows what Vince McMahon is going to do with Austin Theory. Will his downfall begin? But of course, I could be wrong and Austin Theory could totally win. 
But for my prediction on the winner of this match, I'm just going to say Pat McAfee. All right, that'll do it for this episode of What's Up WWE Universe. Again, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing and spreading. And if you haven't already, make sure you go check out our Facebook page at What's Up WWE Universe Pod. And if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and answer my question and let me know who would you like to see get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022. All right, I'm Chloe, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!